Something great happened in the city on Friday night overlooking Young Dundas Square. Those 15 meter by 11 meter neon discs that we all know and love from back in the day when they were on Young Street illuminated Sam the Record Man. The sign is back in action and Bobby Schneiderman, son of Sam uh, the Record Man, joins us on the show right now. Welcome. Hi, how you doing? I'm great. It's great to have you here because, you know, I'm one of those people that used to, you know, head to Sam the Record Man to buy their um, music. And so, you know, I have a huge um, affinity to those signs, you know, sticking around in Toronto (laughs) and being back up at least close to where they originated back in the day. Were you there at the lighting on Friday night? Um, I was, yeah. It was really special and it brought back great memories and it certainly is evocative of what you say, that there hardly is a person you can talk to that doesn't have a memory about Sam the Record Man and having bought their first record there, going down to see the signs on Young Street. What was it like growing up as the son of Sam the Record Man? <laughs> well, I um, I had the, the, uh, the privilege, I guess, of actually working on the uh, in the main, the original store on College Street mm-hmm. um, that opened up 100 years ago. And so um, that, that uh, uh, was started by my grandfather, and um, you know the store was moved to Young Street in the late '50s, early '60s. But uh, we had, uh, you know, a relatively normal childhood, uh, playing hockey on the street, and we loved music. And uh, you know, it seemed pretty ordinary actually, just growing up. But uh, we all had a love for music and, um, and worked in the store. What was your first album? Elvis Presley. <laughs> I still got it. Really? Oh yeah, I've got. Uh, you know, I, I I don't want to date myself, yep. but you know, in, in the in the fifties, you know, we were collecting rock and roll, and I, I've got Elvis Presley uh, seventy eight still that are part of my collection, which I, I sort of that's the treasured part of my collection. You know, one of the things that I remember, you know, they say scent evokes a lot of memories. And I remember Sam the Record Man had a distinctive smell about it. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was, you know, there was no other place that actually smelled like Sam the Record Man. I know there are people driving their car right now going, yeah, I know that smell. I don't know if it was the bins or if it was the vinyl or what it was, but it was, uh, uh, you know, it's it was such a, wow. a comfortable uh, you know, familiar smell. I'm so sad that, you know, I can't open those doors, go in and go, ah, yes, okay, now where do I want to start? Because that's what we did. It was a little bit of a, you know, a treasure hunt. Uh, but yeah. the fate of those discs, I think everybody was worried in the city about the fate of those discs. Mm-hmm. We were hearing that they finally were installed at uh, 277 Victoria Street. And we started right. to get the first glimpse of the um, discs up on the top of the building. Now, I was slightly disappointed because social media was not embracing them. They said they looked like they were two spinning fans. What did you think? Well, um, you know, just to, to comment on your, that really evocative comment you made about the smell. You know, my dad always stood in the center of the store and smoked cigars. So it sure. might have been cigar smoke, sure. <laughs> that was part of it, but... I, I think it uh, it was a question of you know really a wonderful uh, sort of patina that the store had with mm-hmm. all the people and the old staff that were were there and uh, that really contributed to the uh, the sort of the, uh, the character of the store. Um, the, the, the criticisms that came out um, were uh, written before the signs came on. They're they're neon signs and. Um, 
neon signs need to be lit. And nobody, everybody always wanted to go down and see the, the signs on Young Street, but nobody said, let's go down at 9 o'clock in the morning. They, they go down at night. And, and now that the signs have come on, they are absolutely spectacular. And, you know, they, you know they're, they're so wonderfully visible from the square. And as far down the street as uh, Spadina and Dundas, you can see the signs. So uh, really? they really um, completed Young Dundas Square. And uh, I... Uh, I'm at the Senator restaurant, you know, that's my, my restaurant mm-hmm. and we have customers coming in constantly and just saying how, how remarkable they, they look. So I think, you know, some of the criticism was premature. Um, the signs obviously don't have the same impact during the day, but they never had the, that impact. Well, but they had, you know Street. what they did have, they had that, uh, they, they impose, they were imposing when they, mm-hmm. they were on Young Street. Yeah. So they were so big. I mean, they were, that was one of the brilliant things about it. And I understand they can't be on the side of, of, you know, that it was only like two stories up, like above the door. So I understand that we can't do that now, but this is a, a definitely a good compromise. I understand they were supposed to light those in the new year. What happened? Because they're going to st- stay illuminated through the holiday season until J- January 3rd. Yeah, well, you know, the, the signs are, um, they're a portrayal of, of the, you know, what was at the store. They're not a complete replication. It depends on the perspective that you have. So, you know, they were really impressed with standing in front of them on Young Street. Uh, but now there's, a, you know, a million and a half people that go through the square every week, and, and they're going to see them where they probably would never have had a chance before if they were up on Young Street. As far as the lighting ceremony goes, they were, um, you know, trying to get these done as quickly as they could to have a ceremony last week. It's been a uh, an engineering, you know, feat to combine, you know, the signs and the, and the design uh, so so high up. But they wanted to make sure that all the significant people who were involved with the um, installation here, you know, Ryerson, mm-hmm. um, the City of Toronto, there are people in the public, Nicholas Jennings and Jeffrey Balmer, who had a, a tremendous uh, contribution to getting them up. And we wanted to make sure everybody was present at the ceremony. Um, so the date that that's been set for is January 10th. Okay. And the, mayor, the mayor will be there. Uh, Dr. Lamy, the uh, president of Ryerson, will be there. Uh, members of our family. So we, we, we felt it was really important to make sure all of the key key people and, you know, the stakeholders of this were present, but the signs are going to be beautiful lit up during the holidays. They'll be just turned off briefly prior to the ceremony, and then the mayor is going to, I think, uh, flick the switch on January 10th to relight them uh, permanently. Nice to know. I appreciate you being here, Bobby, and it's good that those signs are back up to, uh, you know, evoke some nostalgia during the Christmas shopping season. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Cheers. Have yourself a great day.